Hey guys, welcome back to the final episode of Kindest Regards for 2022. Thank you all so much for tuning in as always. I'm excited to be recording the final episode for 2022 because honestly, this podcast has been a huge new development in my life this year. I've managed to connect with so many of you and that has been an absolute highlight of my year and I really hope that that continues into 2023. But I'm excited to be wrapping this year up because I really feel so much motivation and excitement about what is to come for the podcast in 2023. Not that it's going to be obscenely different or we're going to take a complete 180, but there will be so much more excitement to come. As I said in last week's episode, I am looking to bring guests on and some epic people to motivate, talk to you guys, educate me and have some really good banter. And I'm super excited for what's to come next year. Um, This is a little bit of everything as always. I'm trying to keep it light and bright this episode. With Christmas at the end of this week, I didn't want to get into anything too heavy, too deep, too dark, anything like that. So today I'm going to be talking about the importance of gut health. And I really think that this should be a priority for everyone at all times. But I think at this time of year, people have a little bit more time to reassess, have some New Year's resolutions and plan for the future. And I think that if your gut health isn't already a priority, it absolutely should be. And maybe it's something that you can consider for the new year. Then I'm going to have a chat about the importance of resetting over this break period and the importance of guilt-free rest. I feel like sometimes we can all have time off and then we get back into the swing of things and go back to work and we really do feel like we didn't have any time off at all. So just some tips, tricks and habits to maybe keep you well rested and really feel like you had a break over the Christmas New Year period. And then something very light to wrap up. I asked you all a few weeks ago on the Kindest Regards pod Instagram what some TV shows you guys have been watching are, some of your recommendations, and I wanted to share them with the wider KR community so we can all have some great shows to binge over Christmas. So stay tuned. All right, jumping right into the importance of gut health. It's no secret to any of you guys by now that I have made a massive, massive lifestyle shift to focus on my health and fitness in the five month lead up to my wedding. I'm not saying you need to be getting married to do this. If anything, I wish I'd had the motivation and the discipline to do this way before, but I didn't. And I definitely needed a goal, which I think is pretty common. But I think that gut health has become something that is very much on my radar. I have done a lot of research into gut health. I have looked at expert opinions. I've also been leveraging Carla Oates's The Beauty Chef Gut Guide Cookbook, and she has a massive section in the beginning that really deep dives into factors that can compromise your gut health and ways to make sure that you're always reading it kindly. And I think something that really shocked me when I first looked into this whole topic is how big of an impact gut health has on all the other parts of your body and your neurochemistry and your neurofunction. Your gut is your second brain. And I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. Having a healthy microbiome, which is all that bacteria that sits in your gut, it is responsible and makes up a good to fair chunk of your mood and the way that your brain functions. So 
having healthy gut health is not just about being physically healthy, but it really does have a huge impact on all aspects of your wider holistic health. I think my journey with whole foods recently has been such a game changer for me. I know I said last week I've never felt better. I am absolutely at the top of my game with focusing on fueling my body or what I'm putting in my body. And throughout that journey, learning about gut health has been a highlight. I would say that the things that I didn't realize was for me, the factors that can damage your the, the delicate lining of the gut and can really create negative bacteria. I obviously realized that there are a lot of really harmful foods that can do that. And I guess the foods that automatically come to mind, which are absolutely accurate in terms of being very harmful to your microbiome and your gut is a lot of refined sugars, uh, different kinds of preservatives, refined flours, unnecessary additives, MSG, um, all of that can really damage the epithelial cells and the gut wall so all of that wasn't really news to me but I sort of the importance of that and the impact of that was very much news to me and I think that just because I had had this massive kick in the butt to focus on my health and because I've been feeling so good doing that I think this is just the cherry on top realizing how damaging these refined sugars and i'm not making this like a health podcast guys as well i just want to like preface that i understand i'm going on a massive fat rant but i think because this has been such a huge lifestyle change for me and i'm no saint i definitely didn't do everything right before so i feel like i'm definitely in a position to anecdotally speak about how transformative this has been for me and i think that that is a massive area that everyone has control over changing, which is, you know, choosing to eat harmful foods. I think that's obviously the primary thing that affects your gut health. So if you can get that right, it's pretty much a massive part of it already done. So a lot of other foods can be potentially harmful and can trigger an immune response in your gut. Obviously, everyone is completely different. Like for me, I'm celiac, so gluten is obviously going to trigger a very big immune response in my gut. For some people, it could be dairy, corn, soy produce, different types of animal food or unfermented dairy. People have a lot of trouble breaking that food down in their gut and it can get worse when you eat those certain types of foods. So ensuring that you are on top of identifying your triggers is really important. I think that if you are really serious about your gut health, I feel like a really good idea if you haven't done it already is to go to the doctor and get a sensitivity and allergy test. It's really good to know if you have any unknown allergies in your system that you maybe didn't realize you were allergic to. Just a story from my end. I obviously knew that I was potentially celiac, but I had had a lot of sensitivity to certain things and I always thought that I was being a baby basically with a bunch of different things. I got really bad bronchitis probably five years ago and I had been on multiple different types of antibiotic which 
is I can't explain how bad med, like antibiotic is for your gut, which is why they recommend if you have done a full course of antibiotic to take prebiotic and probiotic to restore your gut health following and pre that because it really is that damaging to your gut. And I had had recurring bronchitis for like multiple times that I had actually become resistant to a strain of antibiotic, which is incredibly dangerous and so unhealthy to have had that much exposure to that form of medication that you would become resistant to a strain of it. So I went to my childhood doctor who is an absolute miracle worker and he's a little bit He's obviously pro-Western medicine, he's a doctor, but he very much takes a holistic approach to health. And I think that's what I had been missing. And a lot of people were sort of blind diagnosing me with things. He said, yes, obviously, I think there was a, a bronchitis aspect to this, but I would love to do a sensitivity test to see what your allergies might be. And it turned out that I was allergic to dust and grass and pollen and all of these things that were getting stuck in my lungs and I had no way of getting it out and I really was exposing myself to a lot of things that were potentially very harmful for me so you know now that I know I'm allergic to dust which makes so much sense you know my hands would blow up I would be very itchy and I knew like didn't really know what it was I vacuum all the time I dust everything all the time I make sure that my exposure to dust where possible is more minimal and that makes a huge difference. So I would recommend going and getting a sensitivity test. You may be lactose intolerant and not know it. You may have irritable bowel syndrome and not know it. You might be celiac and not know it. You could have a food sensitivity to shellfish, to different types of grains. You know, you really have no idea. So heading to the doctor, ruling out anything like that before you go on a journey of gut health can be a really good place to start. So... The next thing that can be really harmful is your your the where where your food is produced. So obviously we're eating cleaner than ever, but there's a lot of mass agriculture minerals such as zinc, iodine aren't as prevalent prevalent. Oh my god, you guys, I need a holiday. Prevalent in our soil, but they're very critical to our gut health. So making sure that you're eating food that was grown in nutrient rich soils can lead to better produce. And obviously better better gut health, making sure that your medications and antibiotics you're using as needed. I used to take Nurofen when I had a sore toe. You know what I mean? Like I would just take it for anything. I try really hard not to do that. I'm prone to migraines, so I only really take it when absolutely necessary. Uh, there's obviously different other things that you know throughout research, like stress, environmental factors, they can all have an impact on your gut health. And when your gut health isn't right, it can lead to more serious things like leaky gut health, um, leaky gut health, leaky gut, malabsorption in your stomach, protein deficiencies, um, an imbalance in your fat intake. You can have trouble digesting carbohydrates. I think for me, a really, really big thing was finding out that your microbiome and your gut health can cause depression and anxiety. Now, I, I know I mentioned this in a previous podcast. I don't suffer from depression and never have but my journey with anxiety has been layered and long and I went through a huge phase where probably for about a year and a half yeah I would say about 18 months I was not really very focused on what I was eating and how it could potentially be you know it was littered with anti-nutrients it was fast food it was quick fixes oh, I don't have time to make lunch. Here's what I'll eat. And it just was, 
really, really unhealthy. And in the last month of eating only whole foods, I would say that my anxiety has been the best it has ever been. And of course, there is a chance that there's a placebo effect aspect to this. I'm conscious of that, but I really don't think that it is. I did such a huge, huge, huge 180 that I feel like it would be so, I don't know, coincidental if it was all sort of a coincidence that I had such lower rates of anxiety. There is a lot of research that suggests that our mental health and well-being is linked very much so to what's happening in our gut and our brain. And more specifically, obviously, serotonin is sort of, for lack of a better word, the happiness hormone. And 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut. So what you're eating really does help boost your mood. And if you aren't addressing some gut potentially unhealthy habits you have, your gut isn't able to do what it's meant to do and produce these really feel-good hormones, for lack of a better word. So to sum up, I know that was just a massive rant I went on. I feel like knowledge is power and it's kind of insane that we have the power to have such an impact on our overall health and well-being. And honestly, I'm so guilty of this, but I just didn't really care that much. I wasn't that interested. I wasn't committed enough to make big changes. And I think obviously having a goal really does help, like I said earlier, but you don't need a goal to just be like a better version of yourself. That should be the goal, you know, and I'm, you know, sad to say that that wasn't enough for me, but I won't be going back from this now, knowing how good I feel and how great this has been for me. I will reintroduce, you know, a few naughty things back into my diet over time. But more or less, this is how I'm meant to be. And this is the way that I'm meant to feel. And, you know, it is kind of incredible how big of a part our gut plays in our health and well-being. Okay, next topic, which is ways to make sure that you are resetting and refreshing over the Christmas New Year break. I know I've talked about this before, but the importance of guilt-free rest shouldn't be diminished. It is not rest to be trying to relax and constantly running through in your mind all the things that you should be doing, haven't done yet. All of that takes away from your ability for your brain to actually switch off and actually rest and recharge. So a goal of mine, and it should be a goal of everyone's over this break, particularly, you know, living with COVID for the last couple of years, our breaks have looked different. And I think that our ability to completely switch off from work has become harder because we're working from home. There's a more 24-7 aspect to it than before when you go to the office and leave every single day. Now we might only be doing that for half the week and we're always contactable and it's harder for you to be like, okay, me time. And I think that over this break, like for me, obviously my company has a firm wide shutdown. So I'm obviously having this Christmas New Year period completely off from Thursday of this week, which I think is the 22nd is my last day of work. And then I'm heading up to Palm Beach. My mom is my first Christmas away from my mom. She's flying to Canada with her partner for Christmas. 
and my sister, my dad, we're all spending Christmas with Thomas's family at his home in Palm Beach, his family home, which will be so, so special and will be so lovely. And I'm so excited about that. So we're heading to Palm Beach tonight. I'm recording on a Tuesday. So I'll be doing my last two days of work from Palm Beach and then complete switch off mode. Then early, early January on the 2nd, we're heading up to Byron Bay until we come back sort of around the 10th and then head back to work. So I have every opportunity, like I'm sure a lot of you do, for forced rest. And I am absolutely intending on doing that in a guilt-free way, which is why I'm taking time from everything. I'm obviously forced to stop work. Uni will commence next semester and then I'll be back into the podcast. I'll be back in full throttle to everything that I love doing, but it is so important to do that at its fullest that I've made sure that I've made the most of my break. So I think it's nice to do some things that you haven't had time to do over the festive season. It could be filing, organizing, cleaning up the garage, reading books you've been putting to the side. You know, I'm a big vision board person. I know I've been hopping on about that on the um, Kindest Regards pod Instagram, but I really do believe in it. And it's a huge part of my life and a way that I stay focused. I find it really like it, it really fills my cup to do that over the festive break, really get my goals in order, get my vision boards in order. You don't have to make physical vision boards if it doesn't work for you. You can do it on your phone. You can have it as your wallpaper. You can make physical ones. You can do whatever you want to do. But sometimes that's a really nice thing to do over New Year's and Christmas. And it really gets you feeling good for the new year. Then we can get back into 2023 feeling 100% and really goal-driven. I would say for me over the break, something that's a priority for me, and obviously it's different for everyone, but sun is a really big thing for me. And obviously being Australian, our Christmas and our New Year's is the hottest time of our year. We've had some pretty crap weather. I'm not going to lie. Over the last few days, Sydney has been dishing out some very, very anti-summer vibes, which has really been ticking me off like I'm sure it's ticked everyone off but um, I know that the good weather is meant to be coming later in the week and over Christmas so I'm hoping that the sun will be shining and I can dose up on some vitamin D it really really helps my mood it makes me feel really really recharged same with getting in the ocean and the pool I would say the ocean more so just because I feel so at peace when I'm in the water, I love it. It really, every single day I try and get in the ocean during summer at some point. I like to go in every day. Pool, obviously just being in the water for me is a highlight. So making sure to get heaps of sun and salt and water is really, really healing over the break. So I highly recommend that. I would also say as a final point to make sure that you're prioritizing over the break, and it's maybe a little bit of a controversial one because a lot of people really do have that indulgent streak over the holidays. And oh my gosh, like, of course you should. You should indulge in Christmas foods and a few too many drinks. And that's what makes it fun is to let go and enjoy that. And I have every intention of doing the same, you know within reason, of course, but I will definitely be having a few too many champagnes and I'm going to love every minute of it. But I really would advise and recommend, and I'm intending on doing the same thing, is not to neglect aspects of your routine that you love and make you feel good. I feel like it can make it 
100 times more difficult to get back into the swing of things when you've completely neglected your routine. So I feel like if you've got a great workout routine, try and keep keep at it. Keep working out during the break and, you know, maybe a little bit less or, you know, you can be more flexible, but continue to work out, continue to nourish your body with the right things and make sure you're getting enough sleep and all of those things that make you feel good and are highlights of your week or day normally you should feel that same energy and desire to stick to those throughout the holiday season. I think sometimes it's really easy throughout the festive break to throw the baby out with the bathwater and be like, oh, it's Christmas. I can do whatever I want. And of course, like there's nothing wrong with doing that. If that's what you want to do, do it. But if you are someone who's feeling a little bit guilty for throwing the baby out with the bathwater, don't feel like you have to. You know, you can absolutely still get up at the same time every day and make sure you are working out and prioritizing your health if that's something that's important to you. You know, it's not a bad thing to also make sure that you don't completely, you know, throw all your good habits to the wind. Okay, for the final segment of the pod today, I'm just going to be light and bright with some TV show recommendations for the Christmas break. I have obviously hopped on a couple before, but I'm just going to give you my quick list that I highly, highly recommend. Obviously, some of them are super, super popular and it is totally the time of year to catch up on shows that you haven't had the chance to get to or you haven't gotten around to watching but you've heard a million people tell you are really good i also reached out to all of you guys on the instagram page to give me some recommendations for shows over the holidays so i'm definitely planning on watching some of these and i have definitely heard some of them before so i know a lot of them are definitely good ones to prioritize so I'll start off with my recommendations. The most recent show that I have watched from end to end is Wednesday. I know that you couldn't have escaped the hype around Wednesday, but it really was such a fun show to watch and I really do highly recommend it. Also, you'll never want to wear black more in your life than after watching Wednesday. (laughs) Um, Another one that I love and unfortunately we are up to date with Yellowstone, but we're two episodes behind deliberately because we're trying to get a bank of them up so that we can binge them because we're really struggling going an episode at a time because we literally love it that much. So if you haven't watched Yellowstone, it takes a few episodes at least to get into. So give it a chance. It's amazing. I would definitely recommend all of my OGs like Schitt's Creek, The West Wing, The OC. If you haven't watched any of those classics, I so recommend it. They're absolute feel-good shows. They really appeal to everyone. I would say the fact that they've stood the test of time, that's why they're good because everyone loves a bit of that in their life. I think audience recommendations from you guys I've got a couple that I've heard of and some that I haven't I would say unorthodox life came up multiple times I don't actually even know what this show is about but I have heard a lot of good things so I'm thinking it's a priority the next one I can't seem to escape which is the white lotus I have heard good things some people have said they gave it a go and they expected to fall in love with it because of the hype and they didn't but I feel like just because of how much talk has gone on with it, I des- like it deserves a chance. So I'm thinking White Lotus will be my next binge. And then I've got The Good Fight, which I think is actually like a law-related show. Um, and I think that that would be really, really good. I've heard amazing things about that. I think it's a little bit older. Uh, Tell Me Lies came up multiple times. So did Ted Lasso, which I have heard only good things about. 
And another one that I got recommended a lot, and I don't know if it's because you guys are totally aware of my fascination and obsession with the Kennedys, Jackie Kennedy, JFK, but you recommended The First Lady to me multiple times, which I've actually, I haven't watched it, but I have heard a lot about it. My dad watched it and obviously said, this is so up your alley, Kate, you have to watch it. And The First Lady is basically, I think it follows the story of Betty Ford, uh, Michelle Obama and Eleanor Roosevelt from mention from memory sorry and I think that that would be really good it's got an incredible cast I think it's like um, Michelle Pfeiffer Viola Davis I think I'm not 100% sure on the cast but I remember looking and thinking that was like an absolute smashing cast so there's a few recommendations for you guys over the festive period and hopefully some of those are good. I've heard only good things, so I take no responsibility. <laughs> Guys, this wraps up our 2022 Kindest Regards journey together. I can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast and being a part of this little community that I've tried to create. I am so incredibly grateful for every single person that has listened to one episode or 17 episodes. Honestly, words can't articulate it. I have loved every second of recording this podcast and I am so excited to get back into it in 2023 and hopefully give you guys some more amazing content. Now, obviously, I'm taking a break from actually recording the week to week podcast, but I will definitely still be posting content on the Kindest Regards pod Instagram and chatting with you guys and posting a bunch of content over there and obviously as well on my personal page and my personal TikTok. So make sure to keep up and message me and I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have over the break as always. So I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, a safe New Year's and a really, really restful break and I will speak to you all in 2023.